The following is a presentation of the Sovereign Tech podcast feed. What you've got is the best in the world, baby. And why? Why is the man of tomorrow, the Golden Stallion, the rated R radio star, Savzu, Dr. Brian Sovereign, why is he the best in the world? Well, there might be a bunch of reasons, but... (laughs) And you claim him, baby, not me. (laughs) But it's because I take security dead serious. As I always say, only the paranoid survive, baby. And that's what we're going to get into here. What might sound like an innocuous discussion about headphones is something far grander. And what I'm going to tell you or share with you is how to uh, to to keep these, uh, you know, keep this level of security that I just described. Uh, you know, taking it really seriously, doing everything, you you know, that that is uh, that that's practical and feasible. Well, really, how to make it practical, how to make it inexpensive, because the matter that we're talking about is ubiquitous. It is none other than Bluetooth itself. Bluetooth has become, you know, next to USB. Uh, and of course, I guess now maybe you'd say USB-C, even though I think that still has a, a good distance to go um, before it matches the form factor or the prevalence of the form factor of USB-A. Uh, I mean, it's just it's everywhere. Like Bluetooth is just that much of a standard. However, unlike, you know, USB dominated very quickly, uh, partly because, you know, it, it made so much sense in both the consumer space and in the enterprise space. Bluetooth uh, definitely took over more in the consumer space than so much in the enterprise space, but it really has become uh, a factor, especially in high-risk environments. It's become, you know, it's become a protocol that gets used. It's become a standard that gets used in those environments. But it really took a long time for it to get there, uh, especially in comparison to USB. Now, USB had, shall we say, an easier time of it, partly because everybody was looking for a standard, you know, like a connectivity standard hardline like that, um, you know, to take advantage of. And I mean, I remember when I was a teenager and how bold and frankly crazy it was considered for Steve Jobs to say with the all new, you know, with the, which it was new at the time, it didn't exist before the Apple iMac for it to be completely or more or less completely USB. Uh, people thought that was insane. Like, what are you talking about? You need to have, you know, com ports, you need to have this connector and so on, but no, everything was USB. Uh, amazing, you know, and, but part of the reason that I think USB got adopted so quickly and it took longer for Bluetooth is Security around USB wasn't so much of a concern as to where with wireless protocols like Bluetooth, security is a very real concern. And as ubiquitous as, you know, as omnipresent, it seems, as Bluetooth has become to the point that devices like smartphones and others are removing entire ports that had been mainstays on portable devices or on devices of any stripe. Um. You know, well, I'll just say it. I mean, I I think we've jumped the gun on that. Uh, And of course, Apple tried to lead the way again, ironically, kind of like how with USB, where they really 
you know, they had courage. <laughs> well, in 1996, they really did. Uh, <laughs> in 2016 or whenever it was that they, they finally said, okay, we're getting rid of the headphone jack. That wasn't courage because guess what? They didn't get rid of the headphone jack. Every, every Mac still has a headphone jack. So they're full of shit. Um, but you know, we don't need to call Apple out on the, uh, out on the carpet about this again. We've done it plenty of times and it's always deserved, but we're not here for that. Uh, bottom line being that Bluetooth has, you know, has really become order of the day for, you know, how a lot of people will connect devices. Of course, Apple's big on that as well, you know, with their AirPods and, and so on. But the issue here is ultimately, uh, Bluetooth is not as secure a protocol as it really should be to be as, you know, as, as prevalent, as omnipresent as it is. And it, it always seems like, you know, the, it seems like maybe every month or at least a few times a year, we will get reports of, you know, of Bluetooth exploits. And I feel like they always kind of get swept under the rug because the, the mainstream media who will gladly come out and say, oh, well, you know, this protocol does this or WhatsApp did this or blah, 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 blah. You know, they'll bring all that out. But nobody wants to threaten like the infrastructure level problems of the lack of security in the Bluetooth protocol. Fortunately, the Bluetooth protocol is regularly updated. Now, that's great. Like, I'm not, not complaining about that. I mean, maybe the most recent, really nasty bit of business, if you remember, it was called Blur Tooth, B-L-U-R Tooth, Blur Tooth. This was in September of last year, or no, a couple years ago, 2020. Yeah, so I know there were ones even after that, but that was like the big one that I, I remember most recently. And this was this was a, uh, a man-in-the-middle attack where the encryption keys could get overwritten, you know, uh, uh with the connection between whatever device and whatever Bluetooth device you were using. And it only affected, it affected versions, I think it was 4.2 and versions 5.0 of Bluetooth. And then 5.1 was building in, uh, uh, you know, was building in a solution into the protocol of Bluetooth that would keep Blurtooth, uh, you know, from, from working. Basically it was going to stop, you know, the, the encryption keys from getting overwritten on the device. So, but that, that was a very nasty bit of business and you got to understand like the, now they recommended, uh, there's actually, it's called Bluetooth SIG. Okay. Which is, they're like the, they write the core specifications. It's a, it's a group, um, that it's, that that's what it means. Special interest group. Uh, it's a group that works on kind of like, there's like the Wi-Fi Alliance or whatever that they all work on the latest Wi-Fi uh, protocols and so on. Bluetooth has the same exact thing. Um, unfortunately, this isn't a very open group, wish it was, but it's not. Um, but anyway, you know, th they were recommending to device manufacturers, Hey, look, if you're able to implement the fix for Bluetooth into, you know, whatever device you have, that's doing 4.2 or 5.0 of Bluetooth, uh, please do so. But there have been plenty of other Bluetooth exploits where there's no way you can put it into older specifications. You have to get the latest specification, you know, and they have to bake it in as it gets released. Now, the issue here, again, that's fine. This is how secure, this is how cybersecurity works. There's nothing crazy about it. Okay. Uh, again, maybe a lot of this shit should have been thought out. A lot of this shit should have been resolved before, again, Bluetooth became as big a deal as it is right now you know, in 2022, 
But regardless, it's here. Um, so the problem is you might buy a, and, and this is far from an exaggeration, you might buy a 300 to hell. It could be, you know, a thousand, a few thousand dollars uh, or over a thousand dollars anyway, a device, whether it's headphones, um, fuck, I, I mean, there, there's all kinds of things you can get your hands on, you know, that will use Bluetooth to communicate with a nearby device, whether it's your smartphone or something else. Um, you know, that this device could be not outdated in that it doesn't work anymore, but outdated in its security model, right? Because it's using an older Bluetooth standard, uh, you know, frankly, from the day that it's released, but you know, the next day you, you could find out about uh, a zero day that's been, you know, in use. Uh, you could find out, you know, like a team say, you know, at Purdue university could come up with an, you know, could discover an exploit or something. And then you're like, well, holy shit, you know, how dare I, uh, uh you know, even turn my Bluetooth on, uh, on a smartphone. And that's another thing too, you know, like smartphones will often have like an older spec or depending upon which ones you're buying, if you're not buying, like say one of the, you know, one of the latest as it were, uh, could have an older spec on it. There's an argument to be made just from, um, you know, like the, the security exploits that get discovered, the flaws that get discovered in older radios, you know, in smartphone radios, that buying an expensive smartphone is actually a bad idea. Now, that's not entirely true. And the reason why I say you, you don't really want to do that, even though I get the I get the concept, OK, where instead you buy two hundred dollar phones every couple of years and then you get the latest radios when you get the next one for two hundred dollars. Uh, the difference being. That a smartphone can generally, uh, you know, because it has a whole OS, it's a lot more complex. There's a lot of software action going on, you know, income. And if you're getting like a, uh, you know, a higher end smartphone from Samsung or from Google, you know, or, or even Apple, I guess, in this case, uh, the smartphone itself can resolve a lot of these Bluetooth security issues within the software. Right. Especially when you're getting a smartphone that has guaranteed updates for years and years and years. So you can feel a little more confident about buying a device that has that, especially with smartphones, even laptops. This can really be a concern because a lot of laptops, it's more up to the manufacturer to release a fix. Um, and, you know, you, like you're not going to get guaranteed to get a Bluetooth fix from, say, Microsoft, if you're running Windows on your laptop. Okay, so laptops, this this could even become, you know, a very, very real concern. Now, I talked about this recently. There was an episode that I know raised some eyebrows because the title of it was Kamala Harris is right. <laughs> and, uh, and we were talking about Bluetooth because she doesn't want to use Bluetooth. She she considers it a security issue. She's not wrong. That's why the episode was titled what it was. And in that, I was saying that, you know, I use an older laptop with Windows 7 even I mean, the chances of me getting an up, you know, a firmware update, uh, you know, to 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 close off an exploit, you know, or a security flaw in, in its Bluetooth uh, isn't going to happen. Right. Or it's, it's very unlikely that it's going to happen. So my solution is I just turn Bluetooth off on that and I use USB devices to connect to it. That was what that whole episode was about. And this is kind of a follow up to that. OK. And certainly around these Bluetooth, uh, you know, con uh, security concerns. I mean, it's totally valid to to turn off Bluetooth <laughs> and leave it off, you know, if, if you want to do that like that. That is a completely valid model, uh, you, you know, threat model. But I would challenge you, 
especially when we run into, you know, a world now where uh, headphone jacks are getting removed on smartphones. Um, and again, like I said, the more important thing here is to get the latest security updates. So if you have to get the latest phone that might have removed those ports, but you're going to also get, you know, like timely multi-year security updates. I'll take the timely multi-year security updates over the headphone jack. Now, of course you can, you know, most of these phones would still have a USB-C port or something along those lines that you could connect. Uh, you could just get an adapter and connect, say headphones, which is probably the most popular Bluetooth device next to mice uh, used in the world. Okay. Uh, you could certainly get adapters to connect those things. If it so happens that the, you know, the ports you need to connect your favorite peripheral no longer exists on the device. That's a possibility and obviously a great security model also. But for me at the same time, um, a couple things. And one of these, I'm not going to get into in this episode, but I will review in the future. Uh, you know, having a bunch of like wires, hanging out of my dash, you know, when I want to like plug in, uh, say, you know, I have an older car or, well, now it's older. Yes. It's a 2007, uh, Jeep. Um, you know, that doesn't have Bluetooth granted. I could, you know, like upgrade the, uh, you know, like the, the deck on it, right. The stereo on it to where it maybe would have Bluetooth. Um, but even actually what I'm going to talk about in this episode could resolve that issue as well. Uh, but I don't like having that. I like having Bluetooth connectivity in, in my car. I like having connectivity that I have a lot of control over, though. You know, I don't want to be putting an Android auto into the damn thing. Um, but also, you know, I don't want to have to carry around my smartphone all the time, but I may want to continue listening to the audio. So Bluetooth headphones make a lot of sense. OK, now I want to bring up quickly because what I'm going to describe to you can actually take it or can resolve this issue as well. Some researchers will call them that discuss concerns around not Bluetooth as a security flaw, but Bluetooth as a health flaw, as a health concern, as in if you're wearing Bluetooth headphones and it's like right there at your temple and, and it, and you're getting this, you have this, you know, Bluetooth, uh, even if it's LE, right. Even if it's low energy you know, this field, like, going right to your, you know, right through your blood brain barrier. Okay. Uh, that, you know, they have, there's, they have health concerns that they want to raise around that. And I understand that I'm not saying, you know, that the, the, the research on that is hundred percent conclusive, but I understand where people are coming from on that. So I just want to bring that up as well. And you're going to see where, what I am describing, the solution I'm going to describe to you, um, you know, would resolve that also if you are one of those that are concerned about Bluetooth more from a, a health perspective. Now, I mean, there's some people who go so far with health that they're like, well, any Bluetooth field, you know, or, or you know, like like any Bluetooth, quote unquote, radiation, you know, ar around me is negatively impacting my health. It doesn't matter where it is, whether, it, you know, it's going through the blood brain barrier or not. And for those, well, obviously you're not going to use Bluetooth. And also I would argue and I'm and I'm. Look, I'm not insulting you here. I'm, I'm dead serious. Don't use a fucking smartphone. Like, just don't. Because the amount of radios that, that the average smartphone takes advantage of, I mean, you know, if you're concerned about the, you know, whatever EM fields of any type or something, you know, don't, don't touch it. Okay? I'm, be, I'm being deadly serious about that. Like, I respect your concerns, uh, you know, on that level. But if you're not that far, and again, we want to talk, we want to solve security. And maybe even if you're a little concerned on the health side of things, here's how you can resolve this issue of not buying, you know, or spending hundreds 
or even thousands of dollars every few months or every year on new devices just to make sure that your your shit is locked down, just to make sure that, you know, your devices and everything, you know, everything is as secure as it can possibly be. So the solution is these are really, really handy little devices. Um, they're essentially just like Bluetooth, uh, uh, you know, receivers. Okay. And these come in, in varying, uh, varying sizes, varying types, varying feature sets. Uh, for me, the simpler, the better. They're about the size. Yeah. Well, it depends on, on what kind of stick of gum we're talking about here, but they're, they're, they're tiny. I mean, barely like in, like an inch, you know, an inch wide, maybe an inch and a half, you know, high, whatever. I mean, like they're, they're, they're incredibly small. Um, and they'll have a little, you know, little one eighth jack on them, right? So that you can plug in, uh, you know, your wired headphones. Um, they'll usually have, they'll add a microphone, which that can be advantageous because, you know, maybe your wired headphones that you have don't have a microphone on them. I mean, understand there are wired headphones that have been sold since like the 1970s that are still the best in the world at what they do. Okay. And Sony or whoever is never, they're never going to update on that model. Why? Because the industry doesn't want them to. The industry wants, you know, like their, their M, you know, 1550s to stay exactly the same as they were in 1981 for good reason. So, you know, this can, little devices like this, and I mean, really, it's like, you know, just imagine a small skipping stone that you toss into a lake. That's how big these things are. Um, you know, can, can give modern features to classic, well-designed, best-in-class uh, headphones that you've been using forever. Uh, so there's an advantage, you know, there. So, yeah, it'll have like a little microphone on it. And usually they'll have one or two buttons like the, the one I'm actually holding here. And I'll link to it in the show notes if you want to check it out. Um, it'll have uh, it has a little volume rocker, right? Plus and minus. Um, it has a, you know, a, a singular button that handles Bluetooth connectivity, play and pause, you know, all of that. Um, it, this one specifically is Bluetooth 5.0, which again, you, you could still have security concerns around that. Like we talked about with, with blur tooth. Um, some of these will have a screen. We'll talk about that more in a second, but some of these will also have like a little LCD screen on them. I don't really care for that reason being this one gets the one I have here. It's the Comsoon, I think is the name of the company. You know, it's one of those funny Amazon names because it's easy to, to, to get through regulatory <laughs> hurdles when you have a name that nobody else is going to use. That's why they have all these funny letters. Anyway, um, this one has 16 hours of battery life. Now that in itself is amazing, you know, because, and it can do that because it's a separate device from the headphones themselves. Okay. And, it, and it's not jamming in a ton of features. The LC, the ones with like a little LCD screen on them, I don't dig that because usually that LCD screen will cut the battery life in half or even by a quarter. You know, I want maximum amount of battery life, but, and, and these things are incredibly lightweight. Um, they don't take long to charge at all. In fact, the model of this one, this is the J22. Um, I think originally the company that did these, I mean, I've been using these for a few years. The original company I think was called Jaybird, which maybe that's even where the J comes from. And then like everybody started releasing these things. Uh, and they used to be not, I mean, they've gotten to a point now where like, they've just got the design and everything about them really down to a science. I mean, like they, they just, they don't have to improve much on it other than all they do. Cause like they look the same for years. All they do is, and this is the advantage 
is that every year or two, they come out with a new model that will have the latest Bluetooth spec on it. And that's all it has to do. And that's great. And you know what? It's an awesome business model because just for all the reasons I've spent the past 15 minutes in this episode describing you want, that's all you want is just like the latest spec so that you have the latest security features. Okay. Or the latest, yeah, the latest security implementations into Bluetooth. So, you know, these costs on average 15, depending upon the type of model you get anywhere from 15 to 30 bucks. I think this one might've cost me like 17 uh, and it works beautifully. And, you know, again, every couple years, you know, or every three years, whatever you spend 17 bucks on a new Bluetooth receiver, baby. I mean, that's a hell of a lot cheaper than a proper pair of Bluetooth headphones, a hell of a lot cheaper, even over time, even over years, it's still cheaper. Now, of course, what I connect to this, you know, to the, the 3.5 millimeter jack here, um, I, you know, I, I still use my, my Apple ear pods, not AirPods. Fuck that shit. I use my Apple ear pods still the best because I don't, you know, I, I think they're the best headphones, uh, like portable headphones, uh, out there. They're lightweight. Somehow they sit in the ears so perfectly. Even if you're working out, they just sit there. I don't know how they do that, <laughs> but, uh, also, I mean, they're such a standardized model. You can get clips. Like I have clips that I can add onto it in case I was doing something that was like really intense and they could fall out of my ear. Uh, but you can get like the ear loops that clip right onto it and they work great. Um, so yeah, I, I use those and I mean, I'm going to use Apple ear pods probably for the rest of my life because, for whatever reason, nobody can, can mimic or is willing to put the, the, nobody's willing to sell the, you know, this type of headphone that doesn't jam into the ear, right? It's just hanging on the outside of it, you know, side firing with speakers for whatever reason, there's like no economic, there's no market incentive to sell that kind of, of headphone with high quality sound. Apple can do it because they're a toss in with any iPhone that they sell or iPod. Okay. That's why they can, you know, it's essentially a loss leader. Like they, they just toss it in. They gave them, they give them, you know, great sound and they really is great sound. Um, and they don't think about it because the money is all made up for with the sale of the iPhone itself that they came with. So I'm going to use these for all time because no one's going to like re-release these, you know, and nobody's going to copy them. And like, I would pay, 60 hell I'd pay a hundred dollars for, you know, uh, earphones like this that have the same level of sound as apples do. I really would, uh, but nobody's going to do it because there's just not that big of a market out there. I guess most people are okay with jamming shit into their ears, even though Samsung, uh, what was that guy? He like he, his ear got infected or something. Oh, it was, it was terrible. This was just a couple months ago. And it's from these headphones that, that you're just jamming into your ear. And, and, it, and I love it because the tech press was suddenly like, what the fuck are we doing? Jamming the shit into our, into our ears. And as I've been saying for over a decade, yeah, what the fuck are you doing? Jamming shit into your ears when I, I mean like that's such, such a sensitive area. Ooh, anyway. So that's what I use uh, to plug into this, but you can use all kinds of things. Um, and again, if your laptop has the latest Bluetooth spec, you could use it to connect to your laptop. Some of these offer uh, what a lot of even high end Bluetooth headphones don't offer, which is the ability to simultaneously connect to multiple devices, which is a, you know, a very nice feature. Okay. Um, 
so I just I think these things are genius. And you can also plug them, like I mentioned earlier, you could plug them into like say the aux jack in your car. Um, and then suddenly you have Bluetooth. And if you powered it, you know, in fact, this this is the other nice thing. Um, I'm glad that these constantly get updated because now when you buy these, they have a USB-C connector. And as I've talked about in well, really throughout 2021, I've been working hard to only have devices that charge with USB-C. Basically, my PlayStation Vita is the last device that doesn't. Um, but yeah, you get the latest, you know, connectivity spec, not just in Bluetooth, but also in how you charge the damn thing, uh, which that's an advantage as well. And again, this keeps you up to date on the latest security specifications, but at what, $15 a year or every two years? Fucking right. You know, you're not going to get firmware updates on it, but then that's not even, you know, because that's a concern with a lot of IoT devices, right? Is that, oh, well, I got this, you know, IoT device out of Red China and, and shit, you know, they're just, they're never going to update the firmware on this thing when a security exploit comes out. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, that, that happens all the time. Um, but with this, it's such a low cost device that frankly, you know, it doesn't matter if they never update the firmware on it, even though some of them do, some of them make a big business out of this. Uh, but frankly, there's, there's no need, you know, because again, you're going to completely replace the hardware every year or two. So problem solved. Um, also these, you know, you can kind of put them anywhere, either in a pocket or you can get like, I mean, cause smartphones fuck, you know, used to be the hot thing to wear a smartphone on an armband. Good luck putting a seven inch smartphone, <laughs> right? <laughs> on an armband. Um, I mean, it's bigger than some people's arms. Uh, so, you know, like this is nice cause you could put it in an armband and you have the simple button that allows you to play and pause and, and, and all of this. Um, and you know, you can walk away from the smartphone also, uh, there's an advantage in that, but yeah, these are incredibly tough, you know, very pocketable, uh, devices. I, I, I love it. I mean, do I wish it was just a full on MP3 player that could, you know, uh, uh, do, do like, like speed up, you know, where you could do variable speed on what you're listening to. Oh, that'd be fucking great. And, you know, and get rid of the smartphone entirely. Sure. I'm there. But at the same time, um, you know, if you are wanting to have that Bluetooth connectivity, uh, oh, and what I was going to say earlier is that because it is pocketable and you could put it anywhere, if you do have that blood brain barrier concern, health concern, um, this is handling the Bluetooth wherever you put it. You know, whether it's in your pocket, whether it's, um, you know, on your arm or wherever you happen to set it. So, you know, that that could mitigate that health concern if you have it. But I think this is ultimately the way to go, um, you know, to handle security, because otherwise, you know, yeah, you're rolling the dice when you spend three hundred dollars on a gray pair of headphones, you know, and not only that, like I've had many cases where. Actually, it was uh, a Kindle Oasis where the Kindle Oasis used at the time the latest Bluetooth spec of 4.2. And the my my Bluetooth headphones were like Bluetooth three point whatever. And there, because of, you know, my headphones using the older spec, even though I had just bought the headphones, like even after I had already owned the the, the Kindle Oasis. Um, the sound would constantly skip. And I think it was because it, you know, the newer Bluetooth spec didn't like the older one. Um, that's actually, that very thing is what got me into buying these little Bluetooth, uh, uh, receivers because 
okay, this seems like the most cost-effective way to be on the latest spec as your other devices, uh, you know, end up upgrading. So I really think it's, it's a great way to go. And again, both from, you know, a practicality, uh, a price point, and, you know, from, from a security standpoint. Like, there's just, there's a ton of advantages to this. And for me, the other nice thing, too, is, again, I use my, like, my Apple EarPods. They have a one-eighth connector. I use them, like, everywhere on every device. And so if it needs to be Bluetooth, like when I'm connecting to my Pixel 6, which doesn't have a headphone jack, um, you know, I can just power on this thing that gets 16 hours of battery life, which is insane. I mean, the the Bluetooth headphones that usually get that kind of life uh, are usually massive, right? They're the big over the years of the cups and everything because it's got to store that battery. Uh, not the case with this. But yeah, it allows me to do that. And then I can essentially hot swap into a, you know, a, like a physical female port for the one jack or, you know, I can plug into a one eighth jack and, you know, and, and which of course I love because there's no, you don't have to wait for anything to connect. Right. And you just pop it in and boom, you know, and away you go, you know, whatever device I'm switching out to, you know, cause there could be multiple computers around and I can just instantly pull them out, pull them out. And then I want to connect to my smartphone or to my car and I just plug it in and boom, you know, in, into the, into the receiver and away you go. Awesome. So real, a lot of advantages here. And if you've never thought about using these or you didn't know that they exist, I recommend them again from, you know, a security model price point, And if you're so inclined for your health, uh, you know, again, but jury is still kind of out on a lot of that uh, as far as like how Bluetooth negatively affects um, your health overall. So again, I'll, I will leave a link to the one that I presently use in the show notes. Um, Again, mine is Bluetooth 5.0. Uh, like we were talking about Blurtooth, that could affect Bluetooth 5.0. So you might want to look around to find one that is at either 5.1, or you might even want to wait a little bit if you know if you're okay with that for you know when Bluetooth 5.2 drops or whatever the latest spec happens to be. But you know for $15, well, you know, not, no harm, no foul, really at, at that price point, in my opinion. So I will leave, uh, I will leave that in the show notes and I will leave this episode here. More sovereign tech to come that I can't wait to share with you. I will see all of you woo, on the other side.